Today is Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, and welcome to episode 7 of Farm Wife Sexy Life with the Candy Couple. My name is Julia, and myself, along with my husband Aaron, are a small homestead family in rural southwest Virginia who work every single day to be more self-reliant and less dependent on outside sources. And we know that dependency will never go away, but our goal is to get as self-sufficient as possible within the means that we can. And we work every day. We feel like if we can make just a little bit of a change towards that, it's been a productive day, a productive time for us. Even if it's like a 0.0001% change in that direction, we feel like it's worth it for us. And Farm Wife Sexy Life is an offshoot of our other podcast, Rural Reliance with the Candy Couple, where myself I run this one and we get together and talk about issues women face on the homestead. The challenges we face, the struggles being a mom, um, being a homesteader, being a worker, being a woman in general, the things that we face every single day. And I have a bit of a different perspective because I am not just a stay-at-home mom, I'm also a work-from-home mom. So I have a full-time job and I also am a full-time stay-at-home mom and I I kind of have to juggle that as well as being a wife, a homesteader, and a good housekeeper and homemaker. So, well, not housekeeper. Well, kind of housekeeper, but not completely. So today I want to talk about some tips and methods to help you save money in the home. So I don't know if anybody else is getting a bit of sticker shock every single time they go out. And I know a lot of people are saying... Oh, the prices aren't that different. I'm paying cheaper than ever. Things that I'm not buying, things I never thought I would see, are getting insanely expensive. Insanely expensive. And those expenses are also going off to the things I would buy. So an example would be salsa. A name brand, but not like a fancy salsa. Just a simple salsa that was a name brand, I think it was El Paso, was $8 on sale. $8 for a jar of salsa. It, that, um, I almost lost my mind. I was like, it's not even like the fancy $6 salsa, which is cheaper than the $8.99 jar of salsa. So it's not something I would buy, but I'm seeing it every time I go into the grocery store that things are getting more expensive. Even the basic everyday items that we see. And this includes household items, anything like that. So today I want to really go over some things I do to save money at home. Some tips I have. Some things to help you long term. And I have a bit of a different perspective on this. Something that some people might balk at a little bit. But it's kind of how I run my life. So number one. I'm always going to tell you to really look for natural cleaning alternatives as well as use as few ingredients as possible. Vinegar. Baking soda. Pure hot water will clean a lot more than you realize. If you have a pot that has stuck on stuff on it, you throw some hot water into that, put it on the stove and let it cook. And that hot water will actually loosen up everything that is on that pot. I can't tell you how many times I did this growing up as a kid. Um, when we had stuck on 
uh, food. Now, I don't have that now. It was back when, you know, they didn't have non-stick. <laughs> I feel like it ages me, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, and my mom had these copper bottom silver pans. I hated them. God, they were terrible. And it, you could scorch them. This is the reason I don't like cooking with stainless steel personally. Because for me, it's so easy to scorch it. And then the scorch carries on through your food and you can taste it. And it's, it's just there. You can't get rid of it. It's not like a burn where you just burn the bottom and then you peel off the top. When you scorch it, it really flavors the whole, whole meal. I would use water all the time to pull those stains and everything out to really help release that dirt, that grime. Hot water will help you unclog a drain. It cleans your dishes faster. I, I feel like people really underestimate the simplicity of using fewer ingredients. Hot water, if you get it hot enough, it'll kill a lot of germs and bacteria as well. I mean, if you really get it hot enough, and I would suggest if you're going to be working with water that hot, make sure you wear protective, um, you know, gear. And I would actually say get you some barbecue gloves. Now, I know that sounds really odd. Why would I need to clean a barbecue gloves? These things are made to touch screaming hot meat off of a barbecue grill. I mean, they are really made to touch that and to really handle that with your hands. And I've used them a few times whenever I've been dealing with hot stuff. You really can't feel it. You could tell there's hot there, but it will actually help protect your hands somewhat. Especially if you're going to be like cleaning something with really hot water. They're not that expensive. It might be worth the investment if that's your cho chosen method of cleaning. For me, I'm a vinegar baking soda girl. like hot water too, but I will always sort of lean toward my vinegar and baking soda. I feel like it does a really good job. I also like having as few ingredients as possible. So having the basics where I can use them in multiple ways. Vinegar and water is one of the best like glass cleaners I've ever I've ever used. And a lot of people just use water. A lot of people I know now these squeegee things are really big and in. I can't ever imagine myself using that. Just give me a towel and a spray bottle of water and vinegar. It works just fine. A lot of people don't like the smell of vinegar. Really doesn't bother me. It dissipates so quickly. It, it doesn't really bother me. And I do find that it gets a nice, good, clean baking soda. Make it into a paste. Shove it on anything. And it really helps clean. Now, there is something that's not really a natural ingredient here that I would use and have on hand. That is bleach. I'm always a big fan of having something on hand, especially like if you're dealing with mold and mildew. Something I want to play with. Hot water will do wonders, but bleach, <laughs> you cannot beat that disinfectant that bleach has. You don't need much of it. You only need a little bit of it. So having a gallon or two in the back where you can use a later, it's not going to go bad that I know of. I'm not a scientist, but I would assume bleach pretty much, it will probably lose its effectiveness over time. But I highly doubt it's actually going to, you know, like really go bad on you. And it's a cleaning something, so it's not going to hurt anything that you're working with, as long as you're not mixing chemicals. It's the other reason I only like to use a handful of ingredients for cleaning. Not only that, it saves place of storage 
and it's cheaper. You're not having to spend $10, $15 on a bottle of something to clean. Now, I will say I would break this a little bit for like one thing. It's not natural, but I will tell you all I hate cleaning a shower. I hate cleaning the showers. One of my least favorite things to do, especially once I moved in with Aaron, because we have hard water, extremely hard water. And the shower we had was a blue shower. We had it's gone. It is gone. It got it got roofed out last week. I'm so excited. Um, but with this blue shower, it was made of this material, and the contractor actually told us he said the material that it's made of actually holds those stains and you cannot get rid of them so it really made me hate cleaning the shower and i'm not even joking everything i've tried i tried brillo pads i tried sos pads i scrubbed i scraped i did everything i tried every cleaning product i could i did lime away scale away you name it i tried it nothing would get this shower you know without the stains and all the buildup that was on it from years and years. So I do like the idea of wet and forget <laughs> because for me just being able to spray it once a week and it be done and I don't have to think about it is very appealing to me. So I'm still trying to decide if it's really worth me breaking my natural lifestyle for this for the ease of use that it would be. But definitely lean towards single-use ingredients because they tend to lean a little bit cheaper. You can get baking soda. Go on Amazon. I stocked up big time on baking soda. Erin thought I was nuts. But I really did stock up on baking soda because you can use it in so many ways. You use it for cooking. You can use it as a natural hair product. So, especially if you're blonde. If you are blonde, um, and I am, so I've got very pale hair, very fair hair, um, you can use that baking soda as a dry shampoo alternative, and it works extremely well. It may be a little itchy depending on how tender your scalp is. You can cut back and use a little bit more arrowroot powder, powder or cornstarch, but it's definitely a great way. And these single-cost ingredients you can get in bulk, you probably will spend that amount that you spent for that one bulk item on just one cleaning product. And you get so many different uses out of this and it goes so far. Baking soda can also be used to help pull out the sting if you get um, like a yellow jacket sting or a wasp sting. We've done that. You can put it on a band-aid, like make a paste, put it on a band-aid, stick it where you got stung. I mean, it's endless. It is absolutely endless. Vinegar. I don't use any special vinegars when I can. Really don't. The only vinegar I use is pure white vinegar. Works great for Aaron's pickled uh, peppers. He loves it. Never had a complaint. Use the same thing for my beets. And hot water. Self-explanatory. I mean, it comes out of your faucet. Or you boil it on your stove. Depending on if you're off-grid. It just... These are so easy to use, and they're right there. You, sh you should already have most of these in your house. You can also add other things like lemon, orange peel, different natural things that you might have around the house to help amp up or boost the cleaning power, the smells, things of that nature. There's just so many different uses for these items and different ways you can use them. Number two, save your materials. 
And here is what I'm talking about. So, old clothes, old blankets, old towels, old rags. First off, if it's still in pretty good condition, but you're not wanting to use it as like um, a towel for getting out of the shower, use it as a towel for your canning. I don't tell you all the towels we have for canning and old baby blankets that were errands from years and years and years ago. That's what we use for my canning. Um, now, I will be adding to that collection because we do have some very old towels and they do need to be re not replaced, but just I need to get some new ones for us to use. They do have a short lifespan. Older towels, I will tell you, tend to last longer and they tend to be the ones that work better for a lot of these projects versus the newer things. The newer things, they didn't, they make things like garbage now, so you have to replace them. Um, the wash rags we had bought from a place, they are so ratty and so worn. It took nothing for these things to get worn out. And it's just night and day compared to the old wash rags that Aaron's parents have that we still use. For different things. I don't use, you know, don't use them for cleaning, but I'll use them to clean my freeze dryer because one of them is the best rag I've ever used for it. It doesn't leave a lot of the um, fibers on it. Just works really well for cleaning out my freeze jar. It's just crazy the difference that people had back then versus what we have now. So go to your thrift store, look for old towels, things of that nature, especially for your canning. I find that that is like the best thing to use are those really nice thick old towels. They just work so well. Um, but not only that, but you can use it to make clothes, blankets, anything. You know, use your old wash rags that are ratty for rags, one use, two uses, throw them away. Um, I'm actually planning when the house is done. I don't like having a lot of stuff out, but I do want to have a designated place for rags. It's very important for me because I'm always needing a rag to go grab, um, to wipe something up, especially on the floor or anything like that. And as long as I'm not dealing with something that it's not going to come out of, if I wash it really good and clean it, I'm okay to reuse that as many times as I can. Now, I also want to keep my rags sort of separated and I don't want them to get caught in my wash rags. So this is where I would have like a garment bag and I would keep that just for my rags. So all my rags would go into a garment bag so I can tell the difference between my wash rags and my rags. Um, well, not really me. It's more has more to do with Erin being able to tell the difference between the wash rags and the rags. Um, because he would just see an old wash rag and think it's, an, <laughs> it's a wash rag and not an actual rag anymore. Um, another thing you can do is you could take old sweaters. And if you're a knitter or crocheter, like a really old sweater, it's got some good yarn on it. Take that yarn and pull it apart. And you can use that for knitting, things of that nature. Because the uses are endless. You can really save a lot of money just by doing that. Dropping your paper towels. You could take like some sort of old nice t-shirt, hem the ends and make some nice like t-shirt napkins or something like that. Things that aren't used very often. You can always throw those on bleach if you're not comfortable with it. And here is the other thing I would say um, when it comes to, you know, your linens and things of that nature. I don't know why everybody is obsessed with white when it comes to linens. 
To me, when it comes to the linens, white is like the least practical choice you could possibly have in a home, especially a home that's lived in, loved in, and worked in, especially a homestead home. I don't know about you all, but I mean, we I try to keep my house as neat and tidy as I can, but if I have rags I want to keep, or if I have like napkins I want to keep, I really don't want spaghetti sauce on them that I'm going to have to struggle and, you know, scrub and scrub and scrub for hours because it's white and I'm using reusable napkins. That does not make sense to me. Why not use a color? Same thing with sheets. Why do you have to have white sheets? Because everybody's like, oh, I got to be able to bleach my towels. I got to be able to bleach my You really don't. You really don't. I've not bleached <laughs> sheets and towels in seven years. <laughs> I'm still alive. It's okay. <laughs> my skin actually probably loves me more for it because I can only imagine how much harm that bleach that was being left on this stuff was doing to my skin because it, it you know, it stays in there. Even if it rinses, you still, because you can smell it. You can smell bleach on bleach towels and bleach sheets. So if you can still smell it, you can only imagine those chemicals are still on it, rubbing up against your skin. I personally prefer to use, you know, like a medium gray or a medium blue color. I feel like it doesn't show stains. It doesn't show a lot of that. It's just much easier to use and it's going to be cheaper because I don't have to buy bleach to clean it and I don't have to scrub as hard and I don't have to spend as much time and effort on something. So I really try to think of things that way versus everything has to be white. Um, same thing with like linen napkins. I don't want white. If I'm worried, we eat a lot of sauces, a lot of barbecue, a lot of spaghetti, a lot of Mexican. All of these are red, brown, really deep stains. It's a lot of cleaning I have to do to get those stains out. A lot of costly things I have to spend money on to get the stains out. Why don't I just use another color, save myself time, effort, and energy because it's less likely to stain as deep onto a color and it'll come off quicker and easier. And I don't have to use as much cleaning product as I would otherwise. Probably be able to soak it in some hot water, some vinegar, and it come right off. Number three. This is where one of the things that might be a bit controversial for a lot of ladies <laughs> and a lot of people. Keep the number of items around your home to a minimum. I'm not telling you to have less stuff. I'll tell you, because I would not like it if somebody told me to have less stuff. I like my stuff. I like having, even if I only use this one thing a certain time of the year, I don't care if it makes my life easier that one time of the year, I'm going to keep it and I'm going to use it then. What I'm telling you is having less stuff out around your house, less it equals less you have to clean and less supplies you have to use to clean. So you don't have to clean as many rags. You don't have to have as much furniture polish if that's what you're using, however you're cleaning. Um, so you're using less water, less cleaning supplies, less time for you. We're going to talk about that in a minute um, here in number five. But it's really important that you really look at like how much stuff you have around. I don't know how many hours I spent cleaning 
whenever I was growing up, scrubbing angels, scrubbing flowers, and all this other stuff. And I just, as an adult, I've decided it's really not me. I like clean, flat surfaces. I can take a swipe over with a rag and I can be done with it. I don't like spending a lot of time cleaning items. And, and I don't care who says having stuff makes you happy. To me, that is an anxiety attack waiting to happen because it does get dirty. And then you have to spend time, energy, effort, money to get these things clean. Yes, hot water does a lot of work there. But for me, I'd rather save the hot water, save my time, energy, and effort, and use it somewhere else. It's more productive for me, my house, my homestead, and my family. Number four. This is big. This is probably like one of the best things that I've really learned to do as an adult. Prevent the messes before they happen experience, especially as a mother, as a wife, as an adult, as a woman, has really taught me where to expect messes in my life. And if I didn't know there was going to be a mess and there was one, I will make sure to make sure there's not a mess going forward. So I really try to think outside the box to make sure I prevent messes in the future. So for Isabel. Spill-proof sippy cups are a necessity in our household. It, it's not even an option discuss. It was understood. We found reasonably priced ones, um, like $8 for three. They work really well for us, and I feel like it's a good investment in keeping my house free and letting her have her drinks when she wants them, whenever she wants them full of water, um, and then I might have to do a few drops versus having to clean up a whole bunch of drops. Now, I do know there are some cups that um, are like rimmed cups. Uh, it's not Nubby. Munchkins, I think is the brand. I found those to be very leak-proof for us because she wanted to throw them and all the milk came out. God, that was a mess. Uh, and I decided that one was not for us at this point. Um, another thing I learned especially when I'm making berry pies. This was not something I made a lot of before because I'm not a huge pie eater. I like pumpkin pie. I like cheesecakes, things of that nature, but I'm not like a berry pie person. That's not for me, but man, does my husband love him some berries. Like there's nothing else in this world It's how I actually won his heart. <laughs> I made him blueberry muffins like on our second date. And I think that's how, when he knew, like, this is the girl for me. And this is the one I want. So, he can eat his weight in berries. He really can. If I, if I gave him a bowl and said, here you go, he could eat his weight in berries. He loves them that much. So, he really likes pies. And if I've got extra crust, I have no problem going and grabbing a jar of berries or freezer berries and throwing them into that pie crust for him. But I will say making pies, cooking with berries, especially in the oven, can be messy. And on the stove, they splatter. It's just, it could be a bit of a mess. So how do I avoid this? In the oven, you put a pan underneath that every time. I don't care. There's no excuse. That is the rule. There's a pan underneath every pie that goes into that oven. 
anything that can spill or leak or have anything because you will spend so much money on cleaning supplies to get that up, especially if it gets caked on. And I can just, not only that, the health concerns you have when it gets burnt up, it could cause a fire in your oven. I mean, it just is a whole mess. So to me, it's really not worth the extra cost of cleaning supplies and everything else that goes with it to, you know, <laughs> run a gambit and, and hope that it doesn't do anything. Sort of the same thing with cooking a turkey. I've had a lot of issues with turkey in the past when I was growing up because we would put extra broth in them in the pan and it was as big as we had it would still leak. Um, it actually caused severe burns on my brother one year when he pulled it out. He, he spilt the juice all over his front and everything. It was really bad. Um, but we've really learned, or I have really learned from this, what to do and what not to do to avoid those messes. Same thing with my extracts. Anything that I ferment, I'm going to make sure that it's inside of something, a plastic bowl, something to prevent a mess. Because I've noticed when I do honey and garlic, it tends to ferment, tends to get a little bubbly, and it wants to explode a bit or leak. And I've had a lot of issues with that with the honey. So to help avoid that, I'm going to make sure I put it inside of something that's easy to clean, easy to wash. So instead of me trying to clean it off of something where it gets gunky, it's caked on, and having to spend extra money and time and effort you know, I'm, I keep saying time and effort. We're going to get to this in just a second. On cleaning something, it really is important to me to make my life as easy as possible. Now, number five. This is, this is my big one, ladies and gents. If you're a gentleman listening, view your time as a cost. I feel that it is so important, especially around the house. And how much time you spend cleaning to view your time as, as, as a cost. The average cost for somebody to clean a house, and this is from the Home Guide online, is between $120 to $280 a house. That is insane. That is insane. That, that is so much. So say you just take an average, it's going to cost you $100 to clean your house a week. That's an average, $5,200 to clean your house, which you get paid for that. That's the average. That, and that's probably a very low average when it comes down to it, especially since I'm sure the cleaning people are not cleaning your home the way you would. I'm sure you're going to get more nooks and crannies. You know your home better. They're not going to clean it as good as you are. So I'm sure your cost is going to be more. Is there something you can invest in to make your time more worth it to make what you're doing less time and make that extra time more valuable to you you can throw that extra time somewhere else on your homestead with your family with your kids with your life doing one job versus two my best example is mopping and sweeping i am sorry I know a lot of people might not mind it. To me, it is the craziest thing in the world. And I think whoever invented the steam and vac was a brilliant person. Absolutely brilliant. It is not worth my time to sweep my entire house, 
then go back and mop it. I'm doing the same job twice. I'm touching the same places with two different tools twice. Why not invest in my home, in myself to do the job once? So instead of taking an hour and a half, I'll take 45 minutes if that. It just does not make sense to me. You should never regret investing in yourself. What I mean by if you're investing in a product that's going to help save you in an exponential amount of time, like as for me, it's a steam vac. That, that's a huge one for me because I feel like it's such a huge time saver in my life. To me, I would never regret that. I would never look at that and say, God, I really should have spent that money. Man, is this really worth it? To me, it's absolutely worth it. And it will pay for itself within a month or two. Because look at the cost for a housekeeper to come in. They're going to vacuum. They're going to mop. They're going to do all this. Well, you just did that entire job in a third of the time with one tool versus their three tools. Um, you should look at how much time you invest in your home. Look at the cost. And does it really make sense to make changes? Does it make sense to invest in places where you can't invest or not? Um, is there a better way to be using what you currently have to help save yourself some time? Look at all of that. So you really want to make sure you're really looking at the cost you're spending on yourself. Because you are manpower. Time is money. A lot of people say look at what you're going to buy in terms of this is how many hours I have to work to pay for this. I'm going to say look at what you're doing. This is how many hours I would be paid and this is how much I would be paid for the hours I worked on this. So if I'm getting paid $12 an hour and in two weeks I spent, you know, 10 hours cleaning, easy numbers here, that's $120. That's $120. Is there a way I could cut that back and take that time and use it in my garden? Take that time and use it on butchering chickens? You know, get that time back. That's what I'm saying. Get your time back. Really look at your costs because you are a part of your homestead and your time is money for your homestead, especially if you are working a side hustle and you're out there trying to kill it in other ways and you're being... Or a homeschool mama, you're trying to get these kids, you know, educated in the way you want them to be educated. Really look at all that. Can I spend more time teaching my child how, you know, history works and how, you know, the past, you know, you know how it interacts with the future and all of these different things. Can I look at that? How to do math. Teach your kid how to do actual math and that, you know... 2 plus 2 equals 4, and science, and that there's genders out there. I digress. But you can use that time there more wisely versus spending all your time duplicating work when you can cut that back. To me, it's just, it's just a no-brainer. I just feel like, I feel like people are so afraid to look at something and say, is it really worth the time and effort I'm spending? It is really important 
for me to be spending all this extra time here just as a way to try to save money and not at all thinking about the fact that the amount of effort and work you're putting into it's not worth it. And some people have said this like with baking bread and things of this nature. And in a way, I can agree with that. But I feel like they're overlooking, you know, the amount of manpower it takes to keep a home really clean and really functioning. And, you know, it, it's to a point where you don't have to spend hours scrubbing something. Because to me, I, like I said, I like to clean as I go. I don't like to deal with, you know, spending hours at a time cleaning. I like to keep my home in a reasonable condition. I always have. To me, it's an easier way to maintain my home. And that works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but it does work for me. Now... To me, investing in myself is not a problem. I will always go with that investment. It's worth it to me to save time for myself, my family, my homestead. If I can take 45 minutes, get another 30 minutes of my day back, the 30 minutes I could be weeding the garden in the morning, 30 minutes I could be weeding around places in the morning that I need to get weeded around. That time is valuable to me because we don't get it back and we don't have enough of it. And I don't want to spend so much time cleaning. And I feel like this is one of the things that as a mom and as a homesteader and as a woman, we, we tend to not look and view our time as valuable and as a commodity. And it is. It absolutely is. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, a homesteader. Our time is just as valuable as anything else that we do. And we need to be using our time wisely on the homestead. On things we want to do. On things we love to do. And we need to be limiting the amount of time we spend on doing things we don't like to do. Like for me, sweeping and mopping. I would much prefer to take that time and use it somewhere else. So, as always, I really hope you continue to join me as we discuss what makes being a farm wife the sexy life, as we talk about the struggles women face on the homestead as mothers, as working moms, as work-from-home moms, as work-from-home stay-at-home moms. <coughs> as always, if you have any suggestions, ideas on things you want to hear, if you want to join me on the show, please feel free to reach out to me at thecannycouple at yahoo.com. And please make sure you check out our link tree and our YouTube channels. And as always, thank you for joining me on Farm Wife Sexy Life, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.